Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com forward slash SOP and using promo code SOP. Hey, we're back with another episode of Serially Obsessed. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawit. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we are here to talk about your favorite, your second favorite podcast, because our serial podcast where we talk about serial is clearly your favorite podcast. <laughs> so we're going to talk about your second favorite podcast, Serial. And before we even jump in, just want to make one thing super duper clear. The Serially Obsessed podcast, which is your favorite podcast, is not produced, affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Serial podcast, your second favorite podcast. Additionally, the views, comments, and opinions expressed on the Serially Obsessed podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the producers of Serial and why would they? Because, you know, like your first favorite podcast wouldn't be about your second favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it certainly wouldn't be produced by the same people. I mean, geez, they've yeah. got enough work to do. I know. They have so much work that they had to go like bi weekly. Guys, there's so much to catch up on because I was away for the last episode. And I just want to say. Thank you to the f- listeners who were like worried <laughs> that I was gone. I appreciate what it. What if you got sucked um, away into Bjork country never to return? Like, what I know, if you got you know taken what? by one of those gnomes? I was, they, first of all, they are really into trolls and fairies. Oh, it's fairies. I thought it was gnomes. I was it's like, fairies. I, you know, there's probably a gnome element, but trolls and fairies are what I actually saw more. Um, like, not actual ones like in reference i saw books and things about trolls and fairies um just say that you actually yeah. saw trolls and fairies there because i would yeah. believe i it. don't know that i would because like they live in rocks or that's you know, what i was told you know by a guy rocks. named king eagle yeah hmm. or eagle king i mean that's what his name translated to um but i was in iceland i decided to take myself because i'm a grown adult woman i just picked some days yeah. that were around my birthday and just went and it was awesome um, and I had a great time and it was beautiful and I went snowmobiling on top of a glacier Ooh. and it was fancy. Um, and I highly recommend it. Uh, but there's so much to talk about, but I want to quickly acknowledge how much fun I had listening to the episode that you guys did. Oh, you listened <laughs> to it? <laughs> of course I did. Um, it was really funny. I highly recommend that you guys each take a week off, go have a birthday trip, and then just listen to the other <laughs> two talk about your abs. Noted. Noted. Because <laughs> it is, Daisy, I was like laughing really hard on the train. Did you appreciate the outro song? Oh my God. You know what? I didn't actually hear the outro song. <gasps> oh my God. Oh no. I it realize was... now I have to go back and check it out. Because it was my... perfection. My app keeps freezing. It happened a lot, actually, listening to episode six of this. Just I'd be listening and it would just stop. And then I'd look at it and it it wasn't playing. And then I'd go to press play and it wasn't playing. And then I'd have to, like, quit the whole app and relaunch the app and then find the part in the podcast. So it it did that towards the end of Serially Obsessed. And I forgot to go back and check the song. Well, you have to go back and listen to the song. And then I'm sad you didn't hear the song. I am, too. I'm sad, too. I will I will remedy that as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, but in addition, today's extra special, because in addition to obviously talking about season uh episode six of season two of serial, there's also all these season, season one, one recaps. Updates. Yeah, updates. Holy shit, y'all. This is like everything we spent the off season talking about is like in the mix right now. Right, right. We finally know yeah. what Asia looks like, which is And she's lovely. She's she's really cute. She's really she cute. She dresses to the nines. It was reported by many people who went to the hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I was unaware that she was pregnant. 
Yeah. She's got a little glow going on. She's got cute glasses. We saw updated pictures of Adnan. He's got, like, correctional thickness going on. Like, Mm. dude Mm -hmm. was just kind of, like, buff, you know? I also want to say um, Asia's testimony, she's had some funnies in there. Yeah, Asia was yeah. like, she's a, she's she was got like waiting for this moment. Yeah, yeah, she was all about it. So if you guys yeah. go to our Twitter page, we've been um, retweeting people who are there and, and like a few different people. So you can go yeah. there. You can follow those people. We are keeping it up to date. Yeah, we're staying on top of the hashtag, but there's a lot of stuff on the hashtag. So we've been trying to filter stuff the out. kind of. Yeah, like the most apt updates to yeah. you guys. That's definitely the best place to check it out. So, you know, that's our Twitter handle. That's at Serial Obsessed Pod. So S-E-R-I-A-L-O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D. If you don't already follow us on Twitter, go check it out there. And, you know, when we get more info about it, maybe next week we'll talk more about it or something. We'll see. Hey, guys, Daisy here. I've got a question. Do you know Casper? Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses at a fraction of the price. Their obsessively engineered mattresses come at a shockingly, shockingly fair price. Casper's mattress is one of a kind. It's a new hybrid mattress that combines two technologies, premium latex foam with memory foam. And this combo gives them just the right sink and just the right bounce. I have one and I love it. I cannot properly convey what a step up this mattress is from what I had before and from everything that was in my budget otherwise when I was looking. Mattresses can cost more than 1500 bucks, but with Casper, you're starting at $500 for a twin-size mattress and going up to 950 for a king-size mattress. Comparing that to the industry averages, it's just such an outstanding price point. Plus, they have a risk-free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery, and if you don't like it, the return is just as painless. And the mattresses are made in America, so that's some job creation right there. So take advantage of this special offer. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com forward slash SOP and using the promo code SOP. Terms and conditions do apply, but go check it out. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about episode six. Oh, man. I felt like we uh, reheard some stories. <laughs> Just with more detail okay. thrown in, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So the great debate of the episode I missed was really, like, Layla is, Fuming. like, I get it. It's oh. all confusing and complicated. Yeah. yeah. And Dip was like, but I'm learning so much. And yeah. I feel like. And now Dip is flip-flopped again. And she's like, <laughs> no, I'm learning. I'm not learning. I'm tired of learning. I'm and learnt. I'm like, That's what I've been telling you. Like, we've been learnt. It's already school time. Like, Afghanistan I... is fucked. We get it. Like, we already heard the whole story about the truck, the trucks. I mean, yes, we heard more detail this week, and that's fine. But I I just, oh, man, I was so kind of frustrated. I'm like, oh, we know the story. Can I just sidetrack for a second? I have, Please. Uh, I have a new theory about what's going on with this season. Oh, Jay did it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The reason why Bo Bergdahl walked away is because of Jay. Uh, no. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm theorizing, and I think this might be piggybacking off of a theory that Daisy maybe postulated earlier on, is like, maybe this whole like season two is their mulligan. They're just like, listen, we've got this tape that we already have from this dude. It'll be easy for us to produce this and just kind of get it out there while people are still like hot to trot over season one, while we're really working on the big mamma jamma, which is season three. And that's kind I of mean, what I'm hoping for. Because I mean, it's certainly not a mulligan. Like, 
here's the thing. I okay, so especially because I had to catch up on um the episode that you guys talked about while I was away. Uh so like I listened to, you know, in the last couple of days I've listened to two episodes of Serial and you guys talking about episode five. And so I started having all these like big thoughts. So I took a bunch of notes because I'm having like a lot of big Ooh, big thoughts about the overall season. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, I've kind of said this before, um, so this is going to be my moment of telling you something, but with more detail. Um, (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) But um, if only I could write that well. Um, But I realized that, like, it's like a book. If we didn't do this podcast, I would absolutely still listen to this. I would be listening to it on a different schedule, though. I wouldn't necessarily be listening to it every Thursday as soon as it dropped Mm -hmm. because it is so dense and it... I can't tell one episode from another in my mind. Yeah. They're all just really well done reporting Mm -hmm. and interesting stuff that is dense, complicated information. I also had the thought of like even Sarah Koenig with her great reporting and elegant writing and that team and all of their great reporting and producing is like dense information is dense information. Like I was like, I half feel like I'm listening to Undisclosed. If I get even slightly distracted, yeah. good luck to me. Like, yeah, I could good see luck. that. Um, I feel like I'm listening to an audiobook, and I would pace it personally differently if I know that I want to talk to you guys about this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'd wait for this weekend and I'd listen to it while I was doing laundry or so. I don't do my own laundry. I don't know why I'm saying that. I send <laughs> out for laundry. It is the most bougie thing about me. But like, I would do it while the woman downstairs is doing my laundry. I'd be listening to it, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. can see what you're um, saying, Daisy. I, I, uh, in yeah. season one, it flowed. Like, I was on the edge of my seat in most episodes for yes. most of each episode. And it was just so compelling and so gripping. And yeah, we returned to things like Jay, but it was very distinct. And mm-hmm. this is so not distinct. And I agree, it's it's well written and everything. And in these episodes, I I have been, I, you know what, I haven't been gripped. I guess mm. I, I'm interested and I'm learning, 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 learning. Yeah. But I'm not, uh, I'm not dying to listen to it the moment I get up on Thursday morning. Right. Well, and because it like takes saying, it's not fun. This, you know what? Not that. Oh God, I feel no, bad no, no. saying I that. Think, no, but, don't feel bad saying that, Dip. Because I don't feel bad I, saying that. Yeah, don't feel bad saying that. Because I was kind of thinking about like, what is it about season one versus season two that? And I will say that, like, despite the fact that it is very much about the murder of this teenage right. girl, it's still cushioned in the like 90s nostalgia high school Mm -hmm. romance you've got these little soft nuggets of things where you're like yeah i remember that casey and jojo song they're like that casey and jojo song the the logistics of having to remember (laughs) pre-cell phone era anything like all of those little things came into play and you kind of have that softness to it. Like everyone like, can relate to it somehow, but in we, some way, right? But yeah. The, but season two is like it's really difficult unless you've been, unless you're a military person or you've or you have a military person in your life. I think it's really hard to engage 
even then though i doubt it's fun for them <laughs> you know like i'm it's probably like, like i want to revisit this in my free time no but yeah. i'm just talking about in terms of like making a connection yeah. and being like oh right like yeah. that's how this is or like no it's true I because remember- listen think about the conversations we had yeah but think you're i think you have a good point layla because it's like think of the conversations we had it was like talking about like life pre-cell phone and the way we yeah. went about things and talking about our memories Dude, and talking about work. bath and body works like that talking is not a thing that we would ever talk about in season two like we'd never be like oh no. yeah i remember when i got yelled at because i didn't shave my legs right? they mentioned disposable razors today this like on this episode but they didn't even say a brand they so didn't say a brand right but i'm sure they, they didn't, didn't pay a, a pink tax am i right fellas am i right u.s <laughs> army that's right um, yeah. but I think Dip, you have a good point. Okay, so here's the thing. First of all, if you've listened to this episode of Serial, you know that it's it's kind of in and itself. Sarah sets it up as a two parter. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's aspects of this episode that will make more sense of for us to even talk about after the next episode. So mm-hmm. I'd like to continue with some of these points because I realize if it is another twelve episode season, then we're exactly halfway done. So these are my like feelings. But Dip, one of the things you just said also made me think of like there's this saying that like all the information is the vegetables. And we always say like in radio, like you got to give people the vegetables, but you got to find some of the fun stuff. And this, this show oh, is like all vegetables. Interesting. It's like when you go to like a really good vegan restaurant and you're like, you would never really be a vegan, but you're like, I could be a vegan if it was all prepared like this, but you would never prepare it like that for yourself at home. Like mm-hmm. these are like those kind of vegetables. Like they're great, high quality, yeah. really great vegetables. Right. Um, but still hard Honestly, to Honestly, I but would I realize... not turn vegan over this vegan restaurant of season two. <laughs> that's what i mean you know what i mean like like, it's really good but like it's not going to convert you um the other thing i realized is like a couple of dynamics are really specifically i think missing for me so you were saying that like every week dip you were waiting you're on like the edge of your seat Mm -hmm. and i said to one of my coworkers the other day the thing about this season so far for me um is that with season one i was like always like what's the next thing and then like just as i was wondering about something sarah sarah would do something like and then next week we'll find out about jay and you're like oh finally yeah Yeah. right like so satisfying whereas on this season sarah is always answering questions that i was not asking like at all (laughs) like i'm like Right. I'm like, like next week we get to find out what like a weirdo bow is. And I'm like, uh, newsflash, yeah. Sarah. I'm already aware because the motherfucker right. smokes a pipe. Like, right. He's <laughs> just like, but this is a weirdo for weirdos sake. I know this guy because I've fucked at least five of them. Like, <laughs> I know. Dipti was having tech problems before we started recording tonight. And like, as we were waiting for her to solve them, Lena and I talked about a bunch of gross stuff, which we won't get into, but she mentioned the pipe thing and she was like, oh, I'm always attracted to those idiots. <laughs> she is not just saying that. In the let's moment. not I, um, l- like let's not forget about the fucking hipster Benjamin Franklin. OK, these are oh, things that happen right? in my life. Hipster Benjamin Franklin. I forgot. Have you talked to him at all lately, Layla? I think no, all I, listeners I, would I, like to know. <laughs> ugh, no, I think I, once you're done with a hipster I'm Benjamin trying to, Franklin, I'm trying to like on. learn from myself like what I'm doing to self-harm, and that's what I'm doing <laughs> to self-harm. What you need is a hipster Alexander Hamilton, because then you'd be like on <laughs> the pulse. Ooh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'd be on trend. Now. I'd good, be on trend. Um, good call. But I do want to clarify one thing. When I say she's answering questions I don't have, it's not that I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Right. No, again, it's interesting. She's I, like, Once she starts explaining it, I'm like into it. That's why it feels like a book to me. Mm-hmm. It feels very inactive. And then my last major thought goes to the inactivity. I realize the thing I'm desperately missing the most, I hate 
and I totally get why they're doing it this way. So this is not a, um, a criticism by any means. It's just a lament more than anything. I hate that Sarah is not the one talking to Bo. By now, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I realize that is a major difference. We are only ever hearing her interact, and and we hear great interactions. Yeah, she has good interactions. But we're hearing ones. Absolutely. But with these people that we're not really meeting again or not really revisiting, and the main character, she has no actual interaction with. We don't hear that tension at all. And so I like miss her getting to follow up on those questions and her getting to do that. Because we hear this tape of, like, him and Mark Bowl. And, like, this episode starts with him being like, how long was your statement? And Bo's like, 370 pages. And he's like, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. And he goes on about it for a while. And it's, like, it's it's kind of good tape because somebody's having a reaction to something. Like, that's what you mm-hmm. want. You don't want people speaking flat. But then she explains that it's like, well, it wasn't just a statement. Like, he talked about the whole thing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But right. you didn't interview him yourself, you know, so we have to listen to this. It's funny because now that we're talking about it, I'm like, right, I guess that's maybe the thing that I find uncomfortable about this season, too. Other than, like, I can't really get on board with Bo yet. Like, I just haven't. Um, I don't think but, anybody has. I don't think that. Um, like, but yeah. I think that what's interesting is, Well, like, she was the close way... with the pipe. She started to get wet up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. And then I was like, nope, nope, self-harm. Like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I will say, like, what's interesting about, especially, like, the way you just described it, Daisy, is, like, it's like Sarah Koenig is doing a podcast about a shitty podcast that Mark Bolt, that uh, Mark. Uh, <laughs> kind of like uh, us. <laughs> yeah. So we're like doing a-, a podcast about Sarah's podcast about yeah. Mark Bowles' podcast. Right. Sarah. Uh. Sarah is the. She is, yeah, like Mark That's Bull. That's your third favorite podcast. Mark Bull's podcast is your third favorite. Mark yeah. Bull is the serially obsessed of serial now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Mark uh. Bull is like the proto-serially obsessed. Because it's like, I want to do a podcast with Bo Bergdahl. And then it's like, Sarah's like, well, let me just grab the tape and I'll like clean it up for you and like make it nice. And then she yeah. puts it on her podcast and then we go and And then we, we listen take, to it. Yeah. We listen like, to she it goes and, and makes we sense. do a podcast yeah. about it. Oh, actually... Yeah, hers, she's doing Undisclosed of his... Yes, she is, Daisy. Right. She's doing, she like, the, the extra reporting. She's making sense of it. She's getting context. And then, like, yeah. now we have to become truth and justice. <laughs> That's right. Bob, we're coming for your podcast. Bob. Uh, Bob, like, is amazing. And Bob had, like, a whole life change from that. And God bless. And I love that story so much. Such a crazy story. No, it's, it's like so a, good. it's like wonderful. I want to yeah. watch. I want Mark Ball to make a movie about like Bob finding his life's mission okay. through podcast. Honestly, I'm more about it than this pipe smoking weirdo for weirdos' sake. <laughs> I just um, I can't. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You know what? It's another thing on the whole pipe smoking. Whatever. Who our main protagonist is in this season? Yeah. Um, Adnan was interesting to us because, well, you guys are the same age as him. I'm just a few years mm-hmm. older, but similarish generation, whatever. Um, there was like a Adnan had these different sides and facets to him, and you know, again, like we could relate, sort of, maybe not, maybe a little, but you, it's something you could really think about. Bo is the most unrelatable human being. Even Sarah called him a and nerd. And next week's episode is gonna be a whole episode explaining yeah. why we can't relate to him, right? right. I mean, right. she called him a nerd. Sarah Koenig did. She's like, he's not, he's not, he doesn't talk to people. He smokes a freaking pipe and he's just, he only read 
people are talking about sex and he starts talking about the financial state of the Netherlands and like oh well that's because ugh. that guy was going to Amsterdam because he wanted oh, to man. smoke pot so he's just like oh but like, I laughed let's, so hard yeah. I can't I mean, relate to him I, oh. the thing that's so funny to me dip is like, I do actually I, yeah that's the, that's the weird part is I like, actually relate to him a lot both? on this episode and that is a bunch of stuff I have notes about as well is yes okay, go the, there's the a bunch of stuff part, I relate to the weird part and Absolutely. the part that frustrates me the most is like yeah I find Bo unrelatable because I think I have a bunch of like preconceived notions of like I know this guy like I have met so many Bo versions of guys who are like these are like your infinite just like it's just like that guy <laughs> who just yeah, like but do you like hanging out with them Dip, I'm telling you, I fuck these guys. Like, these are guys that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I do. I keep saying laughing. This is what I'm wow. telling you. Yeah, like, I do. I have a proclivity for, like, finding these guys who are kind of, like, weirdos and, like, super into See, one weird esoteric and there was thing. So much like, in, there was so much in this episode where I was like, I relate to that. And you know how Layla and I have always had kind of a will-they-won't-they thing going on, you know? So it's like... <laughs> It's true. It, it makes true. a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. But yeah, yeah, I think that's why I get frustrated because I'm just like, oh, this is the because I think eventually, especially in my life, I find these people and then I'm like, oh, my God, you're super interesting. And then it's until like the wool gets pulled over my eyes. I'm like, no, you're just like you're just trying to be weird for weird sake. Like, yeah. see, I've met these I mean, guys. I don't not, like, like them. It's not I, like you're not into them, but it, or that you're not into these things. But it's just like. He's also homeschooled. He's I mean, also some of it's homeschooled, like, but like, okay, some so of it's like I just legit. need to go back <laughs> to the pipe thing specifically because this is the thing that leads me to the weird for weird sake thing, yes. right? So he smokes a pipe because everybody else is smoking cigarettes. So for him, he wants to be in but still be like on the fringes. So he goes for the pipe. Like I know that guy. Like there are so mm-hmm. many dudes that are like that yeah. that but are like, just like I don't. I know some of them too, and. I don't like them. They bug me. They are weird for weird sake. I would love, I try to have conversations with them, but they're impossible to have a conversation with. And I'm just like, these guys are like 90% of the people that we took improv class. Oh, I was going to say, these are like improv dudes. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. Not the ones we enjoyed watching or working with, but 90% of the ones we took class with. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Right. I mean, Um, he is like, it's not that stuff that I actually related to. It's more the like, like righteous indignation over like bad leadership right okay so that's the other thing daisy that i think is really important because i feel like there does come a part at least at the end of this episode where i start thinking to myself i'm like oh you know what if bo didn't join the military which by the way is like is like an organization like any other where it's like you know fucked up policies upper brass that doesn't really know how to manage i mean it's just like if you think the company that you work for is messed up, it's like newsflash, everybody. There's no company that is run as a perfect, well-oiled machine. Like right, every some place, work much better than others, but nothing is perfect. But nothing by is any perfect, means. and so I. And even then, a lot of those good places have like eras that are good, and then it ends. Right. Um. And so I started thinking about it in terms of like, oh, if Bo never joined the military, he would have been like that guy who ends up at a company he's worked at a donut shop for like five years and then finally decides okay maybe I should get a real job and then he does but then he ends up quitting because he realizes that his senior manager 
doesn't know how to really manage a team effectively and he gets frustrated and quits and then you're just like seriously like you quit this is the eighth job you've quit because it's it's just going to be a thing that always happens where he just gets upset about quote how things are run you know what i mean do you know who he's going to end up being the guy in girls who's works in the coffee shop He's just going to be a oh, miserable. Oh he's going to quit yeah. all those jobs and then he's just going to go no, work at the coffee Ray shop. No, and Adam had a baby together. Yes. Because yes. he's going to also be surrounded by wood. Yes. And he's going to be shirtless. Yes. And he's going to be He's going to be intense. building something, but he's you're gonna, not yes. really sure what. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not what anybody has ever asked No. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with the Ray Nobody and Adam combo. watching that show is I want both of those. Like, give me give me a mix of no. that. Like, yes, I will. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just um, very miserable. Everybody's stupid. He's the smartest. Like, right. Like, he's going to constantly be the smartest dude in the room. And it's like, dude, sometimes, like, people know better than you even if their execution is wrong. And so what I mean by that is, for example, the the razor shaving situation is messed up. Yeah. This is like they had their tanks had gotten blown up and they were stuck there for a while. These guys didn't bring razors with them. They ended up getting ambushed. They end up heading back to camp and their, uh, you know, their sergeant guy like yells at them because they hadn't shaved. Um, And so, yeah, that's messed up. But honestly, like it was one of those things where I was like, not surprised, mostly because I'm like, isn't that kind of what happens in the military where you do get kind of verbally abused and like yelled at for like dumb shit just because that's what yeah. makes you hard or something? So just I was glad that, that they gave like, us the context of him really liking that first guy so much because otherwise it would have made it seem even crazier to me. They talked about like the guy who was his training commander or whatever, uh-huh. and he was like, "That guy was amazing. Like, I would have followed him anywhere." Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff I like kind of got. I mean, and where he ends up in the episode that I get some of those, but you have taken it too far. Like, right. um, I think the shaving thing, like the fact that that's what he kept going back to about it. Like, I totally get being so frustrated yep. by that. Sure. In that moment, but like coming back to that repeatedly is weird to me. And then also like later when they're talking about actually the secondary situation. I was like, oh, this kind of even makes more sense to me. But then where he took it was like bananas. Oh, he was this like, is the part they're where they're going to send us on a suicide mission. And this is but the like part where they like, remove their, uh, their yeah. uniforms. Yeah. But then like when right. you hear the guy's reasoning, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like they got I mean, it out. makes sense on their end. But I also get from mm. the perspective of not just Bo, but the other people like, you know, Sarah said that it affected overall morale. I get that because it's like right. if you go and they're like, uh yeah we could fit six guys in a place for two people where basically four of you are basically out in the wind and could get shot and then they're yelling at you for not wearing your stuff is like oh but you thought it was okay yeah. to send us to a place yeah. where there's only two so like i got right. that line of reasoning yeah. until he took it to the place of well they, they'll probably send us on a suicide mission and then i was like oh what like yeah i was like well that i mean this is a leap when we hear the episode in two weeks it has to be the most insane thing i've ever heard in my life though for it, for the to maybe understand why he created the dust one over these things because yeah. SK is setting it up to be like the hugest biggest deal like you know like something insane and horrible and awful that anybody no, would hear I mean, and well, just be like I don't but that's, okay I don't know that having heard the uh, like next time on serial portion of yeah. it 
I don't think you're going to get that at all. Do I don't I either. You're going to get the stuff from the a Rolling Stone article. What we're going to get more of is like, yeah, Bo's always been a weirdo. Like he slept on the roof of his parents' house when he was a kid. Yeah. Probably because it's like, oh, it's fun. I'm camping or like, mm-hmm. you know. He, we're going like, to hear real voices describing the stuff we read in the Rolling Stone article. That's what we're yeah, going to hear. I mean, yeah, exactly. Daisy, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. you're I don't think I'm going to get anything in the next episode about who he is as a person other than like, yeah, he's just a he's we, just a weirdo who just has this like, I don't know, like like a hero notion about himself. I mean, mm-hmm. like to the point where they have like nice barracks, but then he chooses to like chuck his uh, mattress on the ground. Sleep so he, on his yeah. sleep yeah. on the springs. I'm like, oh, I roll like it's a it's kind of a surprise that like his other uh you know, platoon members weren't like, dude, seriously, like, don't be that guy. Like, you're literally being that guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and yet. Don't be that guy. That and guy yet, sucks. And yet, <laughs> Layla, you're, you'd are you still sleep with him. You'd still give him a chance. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Here's uh, the thing. Excuse I me. Feel like- Why wouldn't she? He was clearly the number one pick in the fantasy pool <laughs> of people. <laughs> true. And was super fit. So, so she'd true. be doing well there. She just shouldn't true. marry him. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I feel like those kinds of guys are always good for a fucking chuck. And that's about it, you guys. Because it's always like an interesting <laughs> story. Because like then Is you're like. Is it a chuck or a shuck? Did you say chuck or shuck? chuck like an oyster or, or like okay, shucking an oyster shuck. no like chucking like yeah. like chucking <laughs> away like, things fuck and then a shucking of and the... then a shucking of the, <laughs> the oyster. i of have the to tell you i definitely am drawn to weirdo guys and also like honestly a little bit like is like the story of i don't do it for the story but i it's interesting like i've collected over the course of my life, a collection of stories of weird people that I've inter- But I have a line at which I stop it and it stops before the bow weirdness. And those like that improv mm-hmm. world weirdness where it's like, I just don't even remotely get why you make yourself so miserable and hate everything so much and think that you're right. smarter than 99% of the population. It yeah, just it's like a, sa- it's like a savior me. complex thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a savior it's complex. It's like codependency thing. with all of humanity. Right. <laughs> like it's right. It's weird. like right. It's like I was put on this earth to save everyone and I'm like, "Oh god, holy moly, I can't. This is too much." Yeah. I was going to say um I want to quickly jump back to the Amsterdam thing because I was just in Amsterdam. Like that was after I I went to Iceland and then I went to England. Did you go for the gross domestic uh, (laughs) for the exports (laughs) for the exports? I actually went to do a comedy show and I did partake, uh, which I can say because it is legal to do so there or at least not illegal. And uh, that was funny. Um, but it was funny to me, like, having just been walking around Amsterdam and having, like, hearing them be like, oh, this guy's talking about Amsterdam. He's like, yes, uh, the Netherlands has it. Because they do. And I, <laughs> I learned all about their great systems there. Um, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, the descriptions of Bo, like, at the very top about how he was, like, the, the like, would have been everybody's fantasy pick. And, like, mm-hmm. some of those other little details were so funny and i thought like really just great and interesting right and but it but but it was another like we've been talking about and you guys talked about this last week while i was away as well is um you know like the order of things given what we've been hearing uh it it it, it, i'm like whoa now two episodes that are just about like who he is as a person like i'm like oh okay cool like that's where we're gonna be now you know right 
like we were saying a few weeks ago, like I don't know where else they're going. Right. And so like I guess this is also one where I didn't expect I it. I mean, I'd be cool if they brought Kim back. I'm really curious to Yeah. I really wanna know better Kim's relationship with Bo. I mean, I know it's very maternal. Uh that's very clear from two mm-hmm. weeks episodes you know what? ago. Still not clear to me. I still think it's weird. I don't and know why week, you think you it's so weird. You always think those things are weird, and I yeah. never. No, I, I don't actually know why you like, think it's weird. No, no, no. That was part of the reaction I was having to the episode you guys recorded while I was away because I was listening to it and I was like, "Oh, there's Dip <laughs> being like, it's like very confused like, by a positive male female relationship that isn't romantic. Yeah, like a like, married woman cannot have a yeah. maternal relationship. Yeah, with Yeah, I was like, boy. once again, Dip is thrown by the dynamics of non-sexual <laughs> friendship. <laughs> Okay, I obviously I was... I'm going to defend myself here. Listen to this, guys. Okay, I have straight guy friends who are in relationships. and But they're not the apple of your eye. They're not the apple of my eye. I'm not going to take care of them because their wives do, whatever, or they take care of themselves. Right. I do have, but you guys are say, around the same age. I think Kim is older than Bo. I think Kim is older than Bo as well. So it's so it's a different dynamic. Like you'd be talking about he's nineteen no, and friends with no, her no, kids. No, I was older than like my law school friends by a lot. Like you could be their mother. <laughs> no, I was like five. Yeah, when I was so, born. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's what I mean. Like I think that's the difference here, right? Is that well, like, is she like Kim's like, probably like ten years older? Yeah, like, I think. Kim is older. How do you know that? I don't know how old Kim is. We don't know because, that. No, some because of it's just the logic that, of it. That Bo... He's already gone at 19 and she's and he's friends with her kids. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's I didn't know that. know that Kim is older. I did yeah. not know that. And then also... I like, see it. And then you just have to extrapolate the information. Right. And then also, Bo worked at the store that Kim owned. So right there, right. I just made that's assumptions. That she's clearly old enough to like own a business and run it and hire teenage yeah. kids to work in her shop oh see i didn't know any of that if they were the Girl, same age though, you gotta listen to that <laughs> stuff wait yeah. but i have no idea how much older she is but she's, de- she's i would say she's older. probably at least 10 years older if not if and not it's like more. i have a bunch of i have plenty of guy friends over the years who are like properly felt like little brothers and i didn't like take care of them but i mean I was definitely supportive in a different way than I was with, like, guy friends that were just my own age. Right. And I think there are people that just, like, throughout their lives, whether it's at college or whether it's in your career, like, you'd pick up mentors or you pick up surrogate parents. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, I haven't. <laughs> just no. like... Yeah, but here's the thing, I just Dip. choose not they're to my connect friends. with people on that level. <laughs> you guys know they're just my friends. Which like, is fine. The thing is that okay. you are the weird one in the situation. <laughs> you are the one who is the minority in the situation, which is great. It is fine. I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. It's just funny to me because you always are like, that's a weird thing. And I'm like, you are the only person I know who is of, <laughs> of the m- many Wait, thousands of people so, I've met in my life. So, Dip, you seriously, like, you don't have, like, a mentor or somebody that, like, served as, like, a mom figure to you when you, like, moved to chicago or new york or like no no yeah they're like my friends that might be a few years older than me but they're my friends and definitely not like a mentor like work-wise no i mean there's bosses that's what bosses are for at work 
No, and then friends. No, it's like a but that, like, but that goes beyond a boss level. Your bosses like, are your bosses. We're talking yeah. about people who choose to be invested in you. Can you see how hard I'm thinking right now? I'm thinking yes. so hard. I feel like they can be your boss, but it like goes right. beyond. Right, can be. Yeah, but then are not mutually exclusive. Right. No, because the diagram can overlap. The other right. people yeah. would have just been my friends. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't seek out mentors. Yeah, but it's also not about like seeking out mentors. Like we're not encouraging <laughs> encouraging you to go like read. Dude, you gotta get out right there and now. get yourself a mentor. <laughs> I'm so like old. some of these guys, for example, of mine are like I was ten or twelve years older than them at a job that we did share, where they had a very different position than me, but we ended up with a fun dynamic because of the age difference, and I came mm. to care about them in a different way, where right. there were things that they would maybe tell me because they trusted me in a big sistery way that they wouldn't tell women that were their own age yeah. you know like I knew more about the, mm. what was they were doing in their dating they opened up to me more than they would about than their guy friends about right. you know what they wanted to say to a woman that they liked or things like that and those dynamics but those were also people that I did have a professional but the overall dynamic was still like supportive not just a regular friend I call to hang out not yeah. just a professional like I for example would really appreciate if Jason Dempsey were my mentor one, because I think his voice is real, real charming. I like yeah. it. Um, I'm I like, Googled him. Oh. I Googled him, and I also Ooh. Googled Jason Dempsey wife. Didn't find anything. Oh. Ooh, hi, Wait, Jason. Who's Jason Dempsey? Jason Dempsey that's is the guy. That's He's who Layla PhD wants guy. to get with SK. Yeah. But I secretly just want to get with Jason Dempsey so SK can get out of the way. He's so oh, smart. I remember. He's so smart. He's very smart. <laughs> He's even, so smart. And I, even I wish though, we were video so people could see Dipti's face when she's saying that. She's so resigned to it. She's like, guys, he is so He's, oh, he's so You smart. guys, he is not my type, but I would. Oh, you already, I would you already saw that. a picture of him. I, yeah, I, I Googled to, him today. I need to see a picture of him. because I was um, going to do a side-by-side with him and SK and send it to you with, like, a heart around it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. <laughs> I just find his voice to be very soothing, despite the yeah. fact that the content of what he's saying is like, oh, Jason, we heard it. Like, it's a mess. Coin is too <laughs> difficult to do because you have to, like, keep rotating the guy. Because literally that piece of tape mm-hmm. about troops coming in and then going out oh, and yeah. just not staying in there long enough to effectively, uh, yeah. you know, get coin to kind of it through to fruition like we literally heard the same thing like three episodes ago you know what i like Um, about how he speaks is he swears nicely he's like he's so real he's rugged and a man here's the other thing like i know we just had talks about pipes and stuff but the other thing is like if you've got like a smooth ass voice i'm in yeah smooth voices so good yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and he's kind of got he's got like a nice like it's bassy but it's not too bassy it's like oh, just no, it's it's like just is right. Is that baritone? Is yeah, that baritone? Yeah, it's a little baritone. He got his, he got his I don't PhD. Know what it means. I just know that it exists. He got his PhD in poli sci from Columbia. He mm. is he's that's just hot. <laughs> Jason Dempsey. So Dip, would you would you let him mentor you? <laughs> yes, I would. Could, you guys, I just remembered I did have a little bit of a mentor. One of my professors in law school. Oh of course. Here we there go. There you go. Yeah, Professor Suzanne Green. She was kind of like my yeah. mentor. I really like. Did her. you ever have any uh, like friends that were older that were not like regular friends who would like just check on you once in a while to see how you were doing as a woman? Nope. <laughs> yeah. No. 
But you know what? I've had that. I mentor people. But I yeah. never had my own. But I also have an older sister, and she kind of, like, fulfills that role for me. Like, we're, we're close, you know? I guess when it's the opposite sex and you're kind of the same age, I guess oh, I do man. think... You have a hard time <laughs> believing in platonic opposite sex friendships. Even though I have a lot. And not and just you with... are not you not only have a lot, but you are a witness to good ones, and I know that for a fact. Yeah. So, like... yeah. I mean, I hang out with guys who are either married and I'm like friends with their wife or I hang out with them solo without the wife or the girlfriend. Apparently, I'm not a threat Mm -hmm. at all to anybody, guys. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so it's not that I don't think it could happen. I have platonic friendships with guys. It's just the minute you hear anybody else (laughs) talking about it, you go on high alert. Yeah, you're like, don't buy it. That person is married. Yeah, the golden rule goes out the window. <laughs> Dipti is like, don't treat other people like you want to be treated. Get highly suspicious of their motives instead. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I need to see so I need to see a therapist, guys. <laughs> Everybody oh, needs man. to see a therapist. Did you like uh did you like Sarah Koenig's Bill Murray joke? Uh, I was going to Oh, bring thank that you. Up. Yeah. I was I'm glad we all made sure that that was like no. It's yeah, hard to make a well, joke without an audience cuz she just paused and it's like here you can laugh listener anyway. she didn't underline it at all she just was like okay yeah i mean i'm honestly really glad she made the joke because i was she thinking says bill that, murray yeah. and it's like you have bill to acknowledge from it. stripes you got to acknowledge it anytime mm-hmm. that somebody is named bill murray it's true i think christmas special but that's me uh so yeah that was uh that was an all right joke sarah i guess one of the things I wrote down was, I swear I can't listen to this story about the situation on the road. Because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't keep straight what was happening. I had to rewind oh. so many times. Granted, I was listening in a highly distracted situation. Daisy, wait. Today. With the trucks? With the. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I was, uh, after a while. Like, we got new ones. I said. And, like, were they good on a goat road? Like, oh yeah, but I mean, we didn't know yet. And I'm like, where are we in this story? I also just got uh, confused. And then I said, you don't need to know every detail. Just let it go, Dave. Just let it go. You'll <laughs> yeah. understand. You understand the gist. Right. Plus, like, we had already heard the truck story. Like, we knew right. that it's like seemingly like in some sort of convoy then one of them broke down now we found out that it exploded okay so that's new information this time now we know it exploded and but then, like but how does the, a truck explode and disappear and they carried it up the hill i was just like what is happening i i didn't these are the questions that are unanswered <laughs> yes. sarah answered all of the other questions and mostly my question is what yeah <laughs> i i thought am i stupid maybe i just don't understand military stuff but i i said no I thought the truck disappeared into thin air or fell off the <laughs> cliff, but now they're rolling it up a hill. And then I said, just let it, just let it, just go. let it go. But it's only, the road is only like the width of a goat. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's like a goat, here's the it's thing. like a goat path. Yeah. I had a hard time finding time to listen to this episode and yet I still managed to listen to it twice. And I you rewound did? that section like oh, wow. seven times. Yes. I listened to it on, listened to it while I was still at work and on the commute home. I usually listen on the way to work uh-huh. so that I'm not distracted. But as I was telling Layla earlier, today was like a hilarious thing where I just kept picking up people along the way to work. Like by the time I got to work, I was with like three other staffers. <laughs> and like, I was like, why are we all just meeting up along the way? Uh, so I just couldn't listen to it. Well, yeah, I'm curious. What was 
what was the difference in listening to it twice? Because you know how sometimes there was a couple episodes ago after we talked about it, we we turned Layla and she's like, I went from I hated that to I love that. Uh, yeah. Was there either from us talking now or you listening twice? Was there anything that you because I only listened to it once, um, which usually I listen to it twice, but I was kind of right. bored. I didn't I didn't like like it any more or less by mm-hmm. any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that truck story just <laughs> worse. confusing both times. It was like, it was as if my brain shut off whenever the goats came up or something yeah. and I just couldn't. And then I'd be like, oh no, not again. What happened? And then I'd rewind and then I'd be listening and then I'd realize that I was like looking at my shoe and then I was like, <laughs> no, I missed it. Like, why am I looking at my shoe? Yeah. Like, Well, uh... because honestly, I feel like the truck story, it's so silly that we kind of go into the details of like the, the tanks. Because really, the the important part of the tank story is really that they get stuck out there. The tank needs to be repaired, and so they keep calling the mechanics to like, or and then they're like, "Yeah, we'll send you parts to fix it." And the guys that are on field are like, "We can't fix it because it is exploded. Like, there's no way we could fix this thing. It's beyond repair." And like the report back is just like, "Why?" Which is again like. (laughs) indicative of the whole like thing where Bo is just like oh this is like the management here sucks but it's also like yeah but Bo like the management sucks at Walmart the management sucks is like at the corporation down the street the company down Mm -hmm. the road like management sucks everywhere right yeah so I get the I get the idealism to a level though I just like yeah extrapolating that like then repeating twice like it wouldn't be the first time in military history that somebody was sent to like i was like uh, okay right right i mean i think i think that's the part that for me gets very frustrating because it's like not for nothing but you like join the military like it's an organization like any other what did you think it was like a well-oiled machine that like everything had a cut and dry process that you aren't sent into the shit into like what would be called otherwise like suicide missions like did you not Mm -hmm. think that happened because newsflash vietnam all these like historical situations that would direct but you Layla, in he's the homeschooled. <laughs> he's homeschooled, and that explains I, and everything that, away. And that explains everything. everything I really away. don't want to leave that hanging out there as if I'm only making fun of homeschooled people. I've actually, I know. I was gonna say, I've I met like, some Whoa. very impressive like moms who are good at it. It's just they also added a lot of outside socialization. If we, if we have any, we don't know Bo's story yet fully. I just think Bo is one of those people that is very like rose colored glasses kind of guy. Like, I think he just expects the world to work a certain way. And it's like, no, sweetie, it's fucked up out there, like everywhere. I know. Well, here's the hypocrisy well, we need all of these I found was first, on the one hand, he says, I want to kill people. I want to kill the bad people. I didn't get to shoot my gun at the shootout. I had to give it to oh, someone right. else. But then he says they didn't even care about our safety what the hell so he's like come what do you call that the the thing is lit on both ends like he, he he can't win either he's not fighting enough but then they're not taking care of him even though they were fighting he can't he wants to have his cake and eat it too do you see what yeah. i'm saying i i do know what you mean i can you say it I better don't i can't think, say it well right well now. <laughs> well i i get what you're saying i also i i think that the part that you're referencing with him like wanting to kill people i think uh, she definitely put it in there for a reason. Yeah. And then it like, kind of acknowledges that she doesn't have him saying it directly, but she heard pretty much the same thing from a bunch of people. And I think that right. that is very um, striking language yeah. given what 
what we've heard of him otherwise and how he was like learning Pashto on his own and was like trying to like be friendly with people as we heard in early episodes. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I feel like your two examples to me are like wanting it both ways, really, because mm-hmm. it's like if the job is in part killing people, you're like still like, give me the best fucking version of like how I do that. So I don't know that I feel like I, okay. I, bo- I both know what you're saying and feel like your two examples aren't actually making I see, the yeah. larger point that you want to make. But yeah. I do think the I larger, get what your point yeah. is somewhere out there. The larger point is just that he wants real Jason Bourne style combat. Right. And he wants acknowledgement, I guess, for it as right. well. And he, yeah. and he's not getting any of those. And, you know, the, the yeah. bosses, the sergeants and the, you know, the battalion commander who was like the real crazy guy. It sounds like they, they were bad. They weren't taking, maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, it's that whole thing with the shirts off and the army gear not on, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe there's a purpose behind that. I mean, honestly, but. If they really sent them to for six men to a two man hole, like the idea that like some of them were actually more pissed off that the pictures ended up out there, like isn't, you know, does seems pretty reasonable. It seems reasonable, um, yeah. But right. like, but yeah, but then to like take that to the level that he took of a that dust is, one, like, what? yeah, it, it it's yeah. and and making plans. Sk no timeline. Sk definitely acknowledged that. She says, "I'm sure you're mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, this is bad, and you provided." Great examples, Bo, of why it was bad, but a dust one? Yeah. You know what that'll do. Um, So, I don't know. I still just don't, I don't feel one way or another about Bo. I guess I felt more for him when we learned more about his torture. Right. I mean, and that's just like a human thing. It's hard to not feel something about that, you know? Yeah. He, yeah. he could be bizarro. I don't want somebody to have to right. I don't want him to be tortured anywhere. at all. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, um, um, it's hard. I think that I feel like we've talked talked a lot about some boy crazy stuff, which great. But I do have to add one thing to that. I think I officially have a crush on Mark Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Very interesting. I love I because I have the exact opposite reaction. <laughs> I I think so because I love his voice and I like how he swears. Mm. I think I'm into swearing. Oh, interesting. I just saucy. I think he I yeah, I just love hearing him talk. He's so real and I feel like he's manly. And then I Google imaged him and I said, Yeah, I'd go there. Yeah. Why don't you I, like him? I'm just like I don't know anything why? about him. He's clearly a, a bright, talented man, clearly. But as I'm listening to, especially at the end, and again, this is coming off of my having this realization that I'm very frustrated that I'm not hearing Sarah talk, speak directly mm-hmm. with Bo. I was just like, why do I gotta listen to this freaking guy have these conversations? Like, he's not asking the stuff that I he's not want asking good to have questions. as a follow up. Like, yeah. he, but, and because he has a very different purpose is right. the other thing. Right, right? exactly. Like he's, yeah. He's, he's trying to find out a story to like recreate a story. Yeah. Sarah's trying to like get to the why of stuff. And all of these things. And so they just have a different purpose. And it just, that is like what's frustrating is like Sarah has demonstrated throughout season one and many times throughout the season that when talking to somebody, she will follow up with the thing that you're wondering about. Right. And we never get that satisfaction with Bo and I resent Mark Bull for it. Yeah, no, no, no. I I was just going to say like in defense of him as a producer, I think there's a part where like when I interview people in my head, I'm already because I don't think about it in terms of like as a journalist where I'm like, oh, I got to listen to everything you say because I have a bunch of questions. It's like I've already Mm -hmm. come in with a story I need to tell. So I just kind of need you to give me the sound bites. I need to put them all together and like make it already work. So 
I think there are parts where I'm listening to Mark talking to Bo. Seems to me that Mark's sort of like checking out until Bo starts talking about the thing that he's interested in. And right. like then that's when he's sort of like, oh, okay, this is right. the part where I need to pay attention because he's about to tell me like why he walked off. Like I don't give a shit about the like the tank story and I don't really give a shit about like, you know, his growing up in yeah. like Alaska or wherever. Like I, I don't care about that. Like I care about these certain parts of the story and that's one, the only part I'm going to actually investigate and the only part that I'm really going to be listening out for. Um, exactly. Yeah. I think so that's I a can, good way to put it. That's yeah. definitely how it feels. And so I think, yeah, yeah, I can see where you on the journalist end are like, oh, I have all these other questions and they're not getting answered. And it's sort well, of like, you know what though? I never, I guess I just didn't, I never expected that of, of Mark Bull. And I, like I just that's what I expect of Sarah to put that together like I I already know that Mark didn't go into this to make a serial you know he he's just asking whatever he's asking and that's the background for Sarah's show so it doesn't bother me that he doesn't ask certain things but I see why but that's why but it bothers me to have to listen to somebody's like background info instead of just like getting to the source of the thing which I think is part of why it starts to just feel like a book on tape to me and again a riveting book on tape mm-hmm. there are wonderful books that have been put uh as uh you know like you could get them on uh audible <laughs> but like there's you know what i mean but like um i think because part of radio is emotion part of radio is that you get rid of the visual and you can listen to someone who you might by seeing them have a stereotype about and you can just listen to them and you hear the raw emotion in their voice and you hear and you can decide for yourself whether or not you feel that they are being genuine or whatever because sarah never ever files up it's just always this tape of this dynamic between these other two guys it's like it's really frustrating and i feel so like distant yep from and also Bo, considering his, how everything else we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And also Mark's purpose is not to get, like you said, a visual story from Bo. Like he's really just interviewing Bo to get fluff for the stuff that he's going to write as a screenplay. Right. Yeah. So I think I think maybe that is the thing that's like the huge disconnect. Right. Is that it's almost as if this season of Serial is like. Sarah got like a CSA box and it's like filled with beats and it's like you just got to make a yeah. whole bunch of beats. That's a yeah. very good analogy and that's and exactly I, what's going I feel on. Like, like, these are the best beats and the, we want to make right, a it's great like, season. Yeah. Out of these these are these are some pretty good beats. They come from a very good like locally sourced farm. It's all organic, but it's also like I am seriously done with beats. Like I I there's just beet juice and we have roasted beets and we've got like a beet loaf like and I let's can't. talk about beet loaf for like a long long time and various <laughs> different angles and, well <laughs> you got to talk about how complicated beet loaf is and how hard it is to make like, it's really hard to make beet loaf you guys send really us your beet loaf recipes on twitter um we actually so, do have to wrap up and yeah. i feel like we just got to the title of this episode so <laughs> The titular the line, titular if you line. <laughs> It might be the best time to start wrapping up. Oh, my God. This is our new R.I.P. Goots. It's just beats. <laughs> it's just beats. This, this is beats. the season of beats. Beats. <laughs> the thing is, though, I do love beats. Like, I, love I beats. do not like beats. Oh, oh man. Well-prepared beats They don't, they don't are do fantastic. anything for me. 
I don't wow, like you gotta them. have good beets. Uh, maybe you're not you're eating. You're not eating the canned beets, are you? Dip. Don't eat the canned. Don't no, it'll be like a beet at a restaurant. Whatever, like a nice restaurant. Why are you having a singular beet at a restaurant? Because I will. Because uh, I won't Sorry, eat them. And someone will be like, "You have to have it." And I'm like, so weird about fo- my food stuff. I have so many food <laughs> rules, and I'm like, oh, fine. Sometimes I'll succumb, and uh, I just beets aren't my thing. Yeah, just, that's fair. Yeah, they're just not yeah. my thing. I like them though. You do get a lot when you have a CSA. Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> you do. Like a box of beets. Yeah. So, beets by um, Dre. <laughs> Any more can we think of, guys? <laughs> nah, beats by Dre would have a very Those headphones tone. suck, by um, the way. Sorry. I've had so ooh, many pairs. Whoa. Whoa. whoa, yeah. whoa. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots well, fired. I've had many of them. They Chip, all die. I own stock in Apple. Like, don't make my stock deflate by talking shit <sighs> about beets Sorry. on our I podcast. Sorry. I just, they, I've... I, they all they all break down. They all cost so much money. And finally, the last pair, I was like, anyways, totally edit that out. <laughs> Who cares about Beats by Dre? I certainly don't. <laughs> well, we do have to wrap up. This is sort of a two-parter yeah. within Serial Season 2. So yeah. there's more that I think will probably make even more sense to get into next time. Um, so in the meantime, you can keep up with what's going on with Adnan's hearing for a retrial. Uh, and also just hit us up online. Let us know if you feel like this season is Beatloaf. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just to be sense. clear, I love Beatloaf. I'm just saying I would eat it at my own pace. And I would put a little more salt yeah. on it. Um, but I do really oh, like it. It does need to get salted. Um, Ugh. Let us, too much, yeah, I mean, let us know if you like beets. Maybe you don't even like yeah, beets. do you like beets? I yeah. don't. How, what is a preparation for beets that you that think you can like? convert yes. dippy what? to liking beets? And and I will try it. And if I am converted, <laughs> kudos to you. We'll give that person a prize. I'm not going to say what it would be because we'd have to think of one yes. if somebody actually Guys, it's going to be a box of beets. <laughs> oh, clearly. What it's going to be. What if they're far away and it's hard to ship? Ooh. We have international listeners, guys. True. International. We do. Thanks yeah. for like that really you, sweet uh, young woman who tweeted at us about how she feels like we're her best friends. And oh, then I couldn't yeah. read anything in the rest of her Twitter feed because I realized she is from another country. And I was like, this lady seems really cool. And I can't keep up with <laughs> like, I can't. Doing. I don't know. You know who you are because we retweeted you. But uh, thanks for tweeting at us. And you guys should too. So hit us up at Serial Obsessed Pod on Twitter. That's at S E R. I-A-L-O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D on Twitter. And you can also e- hit us up on email at our Gmail, which is SeriallyObsessedPod at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Hit us up online. We really like it when you do. We love it. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. All right. Bye, thanks, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> no fun, my baby. No fun.